You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Kenneth. And tonight we're looking at episode 15 of Star Hunter Redux, a dark and stormy night. In the aftermath of the previous escapade, Dante and Lucretia have a long overdue conversation, but not before Lucretia has a few nightmares. She tells Dante the truth, or at least a filtered version of it through her own guilt. No, she was never put on the ship to help with security. She was put there by the Orchard and her father, Darius, to gather information about the Divinity Cluster, and occasionally, the Orchard would run a job through Rodolfo to them that dovetailed with an Orchard interest. She was never there to spy on Dante and Percy, and never did. It was all about gathering info about the Divinity Cluster. She realizes that she's been used by her father. A shuttle from the orchard arrives with one person aboard, Darius. He gives an explanation and an impassioned pitch to Dante. The Divinity Cluster is the most significant potential step forward for humanity. Some in the orchard want to understand and control it, others to destroy it. Eccleston was their foremost researcher on the Divinity Cluster, and he escaped into another dimension, but maybe coming back. Every weird thing you've encountered is likely the Divinity Cluster manifesting itself in different ways. Help me find Eccleston, Dante. The Raiders, they want the Divinity Cluster too, and Darius will turn over all information the Orchard has on the Raiders to Dante to help him find his son, Travis. There's one other thing. Eccleston was the foremost scientist working on the Divinity Cluster but he was building upon the earlier works of a brilliant scientist named Penny Montana, Dante's late wife. Dante and Lucretia seem to agree. Afterwards, she shows Dante that she trusts him by revealing a hidden tool of Eccleston's that she kept back from her father. She admits she can never fully trust her dad ever again. On his way back, Darius seems satisfied that they will lead him right to the boy just before his ship explodes, presumably killing him. Okay, now what I failed to mention, and this is it's a clip show, um, but, yeah, it's a clip show. It is a clip show, yes. Um, I am going to give them this. You know, I don't heap a lot of praise on, on them, so I, I will give them this. As clip shows go, it was reasonably inoffensive. Um, it, it, it was pretty decent structural framework that they established here because what we needed what the writers needed to do was to give us a massive info dump trying to justify all the nonsense they've done before and that could have just been Darius talking for an hour although that would not have stretched to the hour and so they use that ability to, to look back at things that have happened in the past, trying to cast them in a new light, um, pretty well. I'll, I'll, I'll pleasantly surprised by a clip show. I'll, 
I'll say that. And that's, I can't say that I recall ever saying that in my life about a clip show. I mean, not even the two from MASH? No, I didn't really, I didn't even like the clip show. I feel like I'm cheated out of an episode. Whenever I get a clip show, I just feel cheated out of an episode. Oh, there's one in the second season where um, I just, I prefer, I wish it didn't exist. But this one does, does hold up as far as clip shows go. I mean, I get why they do it. You know, it's a, it's a cheap way to get your production numbers up. Um, I'm not singling these guys out. Everybody does it. I just, I just watched the first clip show for... Ultraman Zed, and I mean, it's only 11 episodes in, and they're already on the first clip show. So, it, it's it's a, a bane of our time, and sometimes they're like shades of gray oh, on don't talk about Star Trek Next Generation. Don't talk about shades of gray. Uh, or, but here, I would say that there was twice as many clips as there needed to be, um, but the the notion of showing you things that had previously happened while he was explaining about them worked about as well as you can expect in a clip show. So I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Um, I have, I ha- and I'll tell you another thing that was really good about this episode. I mean. Might be my favorite so far. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not much Percy. Um, she's she's in the clips. She is in the clips, but they're mercifully short in most cases, and they're not Percy at her worst. They're they're just you know Percy. Her worst is at the beginning when she's talking with Rudolph or sending her message to Rudolfo, which I feel like is a contractual obligation scene. That is because she actu- really has. That's actually sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your sentence there. No. Um, she has actually. This is um, that's actually one of those original Rudolfo transmissions. Right. Most of those got cut. Yeah, I, I and I thought that um, you may have even mentioned it last time. Um, I'm glad they cut them. I there there was two things. One, I just don't like Rudolfo, but. Two, who the heck is he talking to? I have no idea who he's talking to. Because I think he's talking to the audience, and I do not need the third wall broken down on this show uh, by a guy who's just rambling on. But I can see how in this one, well, they're trying to fill space in. It's clip show, so, um, you know, and kind of set the stage. So I can see why they left it in here. And like I say, it's basically the only actual scene with Percy in it. It is. And as far as those opening transmissions go, there are a few more I wish people had kept because they had a direct bearing either on the episode, on this, on the relevant episode or linked that episode to the one before it. Uh, I found that always helpful, but when Rodolfo was rambling on about some person he met after having not seen in a decade or his most recent one night stand or something. I just, it didn't need to be there. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't narration is frequently not, not necessary. And that's kind of smacks of that, but 
I did think it was interesting. There, there is a, there's a theme, if you will, throughout this. Percy is outright lying in that opening section to, to Rodolfo. What she is saying to him about Lucretia is an outright lie. <laughs> it's like, well, I wouldn't say a lie because a lie is an intentional deception. Um, I feel like it's an intentional deception. I, I, she I, is trying to make it worse than it is because Lucretia has never actually done anything to them except help them. And that's it. And and they're all like, oh, murder us in our sleep. No, no. There, there, that, it, there is a distinction no between a lie and an unreliable statement. Hmm. And, and that, it's true. Percy is an unreliable is that, narrator. In, in that if a times. person, that I, I took it to be her perception. But here is the thing. And I, obviously she wants to get rid of Lucretia. And so she's trying to make it sound as bad as it could be. So, okay. She's trying to make it sound as bad as it could be. Therefore, she's not necessarily telling the truth to Rodolfo. She's telling a exaggerated or uh, hyperbolistic version of it to him to try to get her way. Where that kind of went weird on me was when Lucretia is basically agreeing with it later on when she's talking to Dante. And... I was never here for the security. I was never here to help out. It's like, but you were security and you did help out. You even have a clip that shows, because it's like Dante was not closing any of his cases until I came along and now he is. She's actually been a value. When you're undercover, I don't think you get to say, I wasn't here as security. You are. I mean, you've got another agenda, but you were doing the job and you were doing it well. And so it's, I, in her case, I feel like it's her guilt talking. She is, she is feeling really bad about this. And so even she is making it worse than it is. But Dante turns around and says, and so, and so the orchard has been sending us on phony assignments it's like, they were not phony assignments, Dante. They paid you to do a job that you do. They're not phony. <laughs> yeah, right? right? I mean, it, 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 it's a really weird. And because by the time we get to the third person that's expressing this, it's all fake, it's all a lie, it's all fake, it's all a lie, and it's not none of it. It's, it's, it's shades of it. It's not like you're seeing it. I think the writer doesn't understand his own show. and Or he's just got his characters down in this pit that they're not going to dig their way out of with any common sense. Um, but it's an odd, I don't know. It just, it just struck me as odd that they're just really hammering on about that when, you know, uh, where has the, apart from the fact that maybe the ship has been in harm's way a little bit more often, that Assuming was, that going after the Divinity Cluster right. is that in harm's way. That's the, um, that was what I made up, which is that these missions, the orchard on which the orchard sent, on which the orchard had Rudolfo send the tulip, 
um, did place the crew and the ship in danger it would not have been in otherwise. But, right, do we get a sense from these cases? Uh, okay, Harmon. Yes, the orchard sent them on that. Eccleston. I think yes. Yes. The orchard sent them on that. The most wanted man in the, or the, the, the butcher who would be king. The, or the man who man sold, who sold the, world. the world. Yeah. Can't see that. The, the little boy in the hospital, not seeing that as an orchard assignment. Um, the, let's see, the preacher man. Nope. Order. Not see, yeah, not seeing that as one. Um, um, past lives. Which one was past lives? Uh, Luke's former husband. Right, not seeing that as one. Uh, and and the one where the seeds, Dante runs into his old pal who's yes. got the seeds. Uh, that again. was, let me, look at list, let me look at a list of episodes here. That one you just mentioned with the seeds, um, which by the way, will, we will the seeds will come back. Um, of course. But the um, it'll be very important by the end of this season. Um, but that episode where they first appeared is goodbye so long. Okay, but again, it didn't seem to be one of the ones that Orchard engineered them to be on. So it's not what it appears is that there's a whole heck of a lot of divinity cluster activity going on out there. If all of these various manifestations that don't appear connected. Um, or don't appear to manifest themselves in any logical, coherent way. Are are you know they're they're just bumping into them like a pinball machine at this point, and it doesn't appear to be Lucretia's fault. And I want to come back to that one. Yes, it occurs when me, we get to the last. Yes, uh, I agree with your point there. I didn't think she was overstating it. But maybe there's a, maybe there's in character there's a reason for it, which is agreeing with the criticism as a way to get, get through it. I, I think Lucretia definitely is is feeling bad about this. I mean, she's she you can see from her nightmares that she clearly feels like she's been betrayed by her father, and that she clearly feels that that betrayal has led her to betray Dante and. Dante has a she thinks Dante has a right to be mad at her for this and so therefore yeah you're right she's going to kind of go along with that because she feels it's justified even if it's not exactly the way it really really came down but th- that that's that that is just that's the only one of the bunch that really felt acceptable to me. I, I can believe Lucretia in that situation. Dante still is just a one-note screamer, and and Percy is not in this episode much. So, um, I also had a thought, which was, um, I wonder how many off-screen missions um, um, the Tulip has had uh, since yeah. since Lucretia joined the crew. I have a question here that says, how long was it between Lucretia joining the crew and them meeting up with Eccleston? Because obviously they've been at it for a while. Um, uh, let me check the episode list again here. The It was in episode seven, Frozen. 
where we started getting a few hints of passage of time. And in uh, in, in past lives, episode 8, we got a little more information. And by the time of episode 8, past lives, that's the one with Eric, her former husband. Yeah. Um, she'd been there about a year. But we don't know how long she had been there prior to the first episode. No. I mean, we, and that's the part, because I think it's, it may just be in the second episode where she's explaining how Dante's record was so bad, and now that she's here, it's so much better. So they must have done some work. They've clearly been doing work. And, you know, we could be seeing, as you, I think as, as what you're going for to pointing out, we're seeing a self-selected group of adventures. We are. So, you know, they're going to pull out the ones that, that are weird. Oh, um, well, for example, it's fairly obvious to me in um, the one, the first one with, let me get, let me get the episode list again here. It's in, uh, it's, first one, it's the first one with ATN. It's um, Family Values. Mm-hmm. That... Lucretia and um, Dante have met him before. There's that too. That's right. They both have met him before. So, you know, I have gotten the feeling that this they've been a team for a while. Yes. I mean, long enough for them to have to brought Etienne in, Etienne to have served his sentence, whatever it was, and then to be free and out on doing it again. So, yes. it, 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 yeah, it, it's... There feels like, there feels like, you know, we're we're just getting part of the story, and that's fine. That's fine. You, you only want to show us the interesting ones, and so therefore, half of the other episodes could have kind of been dropped as well. But um, let's see. And she's very clear that they were never there to spy on Dante. I was never here to spy on Dante. It was that was not my job. My job was to collect the thing. Is that a lie? At the end of this, is Lucretia telling the truth? I'm, I think she was. Okay. So here is, here is the, the, where this kind of falls apart for me in, in two ways. The first is, and I, well, I didn't say I hinted at it. I, I think I stated it outright. I feel like the things we've seen that have now been very clearly laid out for us this is the divinity cluster, that was the divinity cluster, this was the divinity cluster, that was the divinity cluster, all of that, divinity cluster, right? Many of those things, or several of those things, bear no similarity to one another. And they do not feel like the writer is, at this point, showing us that stuff and, see? Look at the clever stuff I put out there before. Instead, it feels like it feels like a bunch of different writers were given the remit, do something weird in it. And, and they all picked a different weird. And then now they're going to go, no, no, this is, this, this was our plan. And it, it, it feels a little bit like, it feels a little bit like they're trying to draw up and, and stitch a patchwork together to convince you that, that they were doing it on purpose all along. Parts of it. Yes, I agree. I mean, obviously, Harmon and Eccleston and, and even the Seeds, although, you know, I, I feel like are all part of this thread. But the Preacher and uh, some of the others, it just... But it, it remember, just the feels... Preacher had been a guinea pig for Novak. That's true. 
but and as far as that goes in universe there are the the, the divinity cluster consists of four genes mm-hmm. you know that itself gives room for different manifestations at least four yes based on the way they described it but I think we've seen more than four but um, anyway uh, but here's the other place where this falls apart to me and I I am pretty sure that I may have I, I may have said something about this in the last episode I know I certainly was thinking about it I am just annoyed as all hell that they are trying to tie Penny and Travis into this because it's pretty clear at the end that Darius is saying they're trying to find Travis because he thinks Penny experimented on him because he even asked Dante did did she not experiment on you and so he's carrying forward it's like well he's got a son and then did this and Penny if she was so important and she was the one that presaged presaged precursed uh, Eccleson's work um, then it can't be a coincidence that they're using Dante's ship but if it's isn't a coincidence that they're using Dante's ship then Lucretia has in fact been spying on Dante whether she realizes it or not and if if they are interested in Dante's son and Dante is a bounty hunter and they have somebody on there that's gathering information why have they not helped him find his son prior to this date and that's why this feels like they just decided to pull this rabbit out of the hat ah, at the last minute I would instead of I would give you a detailed reply except out to say well they can't you can't detail reply something episode from the future 22. if I say at this point they're just making it up it's going to be almost impossible for them to do anything from this point on that doesn't feel like a retrofit right they just it was not a thing until this day when they decided to make it so I don't buy it I'll be impressed if they can make me think there was actually some planning to this but I don't buy it it's just too much of a contrivance and too much of a they weren't giving it any importance until this moment, and now suddenly it's important. Also, Penny's research doesn't appear to have anything to do with genetics at all. I mean, based on what we've seen and heard. And, you know, we, there's a really simple solution here. Uh, hey, Penny, tell me, were you studying alien genes in a human body? Why, yes. Dante, didn't you know I kept injecting it in our son? What? In which case, he should be just as mad at Penny as he is at Lucretia and everybody else that ever kept something from him. <laughs> because it, it's, you know, it's, it's too easy for him to check unless they had killed her off and we're never going to see her again. Um, so I'm, I, and I, and it's, you know, it's, it's just too, it's too contrived at that point. Um, but. That that was, you know, it 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 can't be a it can't be a coincidence if if 
this is um, were true prior to this date. Um, anyway, ah, uh, let's see. Obviously, as a clip show, it's mostly explanatory, so I, I, I don't actually have a huge amount of stuff here, but of course, it does raise these questions about this this so-called story arc, and so I'll go with that. Did we ever see Lucretia hold back that device that Eccleston had? Not in the first episode. Okay, so we just they just they've ah, added that piece. But I'm in. glad you mentioned that injector device because this brings up a question about how much Darius knows. Because it raises, I it raises a question about how much Lucretia knows too, because that would imply that she hasn't trusted her father since day one. And I wouldn't trust him either. In fact I'm not so sure he didn't have Eric killed, but um he denied it. I don't, I don't quite believe him. But then again, maybe... Well, I don't think he's dead, so I well, don't believe that either. So, But um, but I don't reject it outright, but it's possible that he had not... But it's possible that some other faction of the Orchard was was, was responsible, because it's fairly obvious to me that um, there, are port, there are segments of the Orchard that are keeping information from Darius. And I don't even have to go forward to make this case. I don't even go. Outside, I don't even have to go outside this episode to make this case. Um, there, I could. All I do is go back to that clip from past lives where the um, cute blonde or- orchard scientist injected Eric. Mm-hmm. Did you get a good look at that injector? Uh, yes, and here is the thing: I can see the props department making up an injector. And then reusing it whenever they needed an injector. And and then here they come along and go, well, let's let's make... Because if, if it had been planned, if it had been planned, there would have been a shot of Lucretia picking up the injector in the first one. Just, you know, it was on the floor and she just picked it up and then we never see it again. Because then they would have used that clip in this episode to show you that she was in fact actually planned and i and and if they'd done that i'd have believed that that was planned access but i think what you have there is just a hypo spray that they were using um and so obviously it would look similar in the technology and they decided oh now we're gonna we're gonna put something in here to try to to tie these two together in a in a trust bond they need a trust bond moment and this is it but yes uh I have not been paying attention to the hypo sprays, but why wouldn't they all look alike? I mean, maybe maybe the insides are different. I don't know. It's just, yeah, that's something I thought about there. Also, um, who do you think had Darius killed? I'm. I think Darius faked it. I mean, that would be my first thought. But uh, <sighs> I'm telling you, he's sorry. Dead. Let's let. Okay, the man's dead. Um, the man the is the man. Man's a little bits in space. Okay. Um good it didn't like him uh i mean our obvious subject is baguette uh paquette, paquette as you want to call her that baguette is a french <laughs> bread paquette i know she's a bit of a loaf um okay. yeah uh this actually raises a different question that i wanted to bring up so i'll i'll, I'll go with it there are apparently at least two factions inside the orchard and when we are introduced to it at the beginning, 
I don't know how you feel about it, but my impression was that we are supposed to be more sympathetic to Darius than Paquette. Yes, we are. Because Paquette is the murderous villain fiend that wants to murder Eccleston and keep this suppressed, and Darius is the father of a supposedly sympathetic character on our show and he is in favor of saving the man's life and understanding what's happening so in that first episode you are excused for believing that Darius is the good one of the two of them as I mentioned in the previous episode anytime somebody says you're on the side of angels on this one you know they're lying you watch this episode and the way they've framed the pieces, it's pretty clear that Paquette is the one trying to save mankind and Darius is the one trying to take over the universe. Um, sure, we don't want it to get in the wrong hands, but anyone's hands are the wrong hands for this stuff. So... You know, I I came out with a newfound respect for Paquette. I mean, she's she's vicious, obviously. She's ruthless, obviously. But, you know, maybe the right answer is to be slaughtering these people uh, before anything can happen. Although that's not really the way genetics works. And so, therefore, it's kind of ultimately a futile gesture. But... Uh, I would assume that she had him killed. Or it could be the raiders, because, you know, raiders... It's just the kind of thing they do. Um, I, hmm. I took it to be a Paquette. Of course, he's not. He's not going to get the file now. Well, I took it to Dante's be Dante's not going to get the Raider file. No, he isn't. I took it to be either Paquette or someone in her faction. Yeah, I, I, I assume. Although I don't understand why they didn't just blow up Dante's ship at the same time. Ah, because there's the tracer program on it. Assuming Darius knows about it, or that they knew about it, that Darius wasn't playing that close to his vest. And and um, and uh, besides, we we saw the um, I saw the scene where he was talking on to to the computer, to someone on the computer, and he said, "Well, they, like the, someone, the, the yeah. comm system," and he mentioned the tracer program. Right, he did say that. I don't know who he was talking to. The Orchard. Okay, the orchard is an organization. He was talking obviously to a person. To someone in the orchard, yes. So, 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 yeah, yes. And obviously, he wasn't talking to Paquette because he did, clearly doesn't trust her. No. Um, so, and do they really need a tracer program to find the transutopian? No, no. The only thing is, the transutopian is going to lead them to Travis. That's the that's the plan. Right, right. But I, I get that, but. It's a commercial liner with transponders. Is it really running hidden that they don't know where it is at all times anyway? That That's kind of my mm. point. I mean, you know, they're not... It's not like it's a stealth ship or anything. No, it's it's a big, enough. honking, slow, lumpy, uh, legal vessel. And they have had idents and stuff like that in the show, so... And I assume that the orchard's been looking for Travis for the last eleven years. It's possible. It's possible. Um, but again, Cistarius wasn't a hundred percent sure that they hadn't worked on Dante. You know, you have two choices: 
you bring Dante in to find out, which seems like the logical course of action, or you know, you help Dante out so he can track down his son. And, you know, oh, please, oh, please don't tell me that the whole death of Penny was a fake thing, too. No, she's, she's dead. She's in the hands of the Raiders. Okay. Penny's dead. That would be another and, one. And, and Darius is dead. Penny and Darius are dead. Okay. Oh, speaking of Travis, dead? there in the Redux version of this episode, there is a slight alteration. There is the insertion of a scene with Dante holding his son. And that is from episode 22. Hmm. Okay. Did you so see that? that? Was, I did see him holding a kid. Yeah, it was Travis. And I assumed that that was a flashback that I just wasn't paying any attention to. Um, but, or, or for that matter, a flashback they shot for this to demonstrate that he cared about his uh, no, that's actually kid. the last. That's actually from the last scene of episode twenty-two. Like I said we can just go ask Penny about the work, um, but uh, I, don't, I don't know that I. I don't know that I have a whole lot more. Uh, obviously, the Raiders. You know, does it? How do I put this? The Raiders' whole shtick is abducting children. That's what they do. I mean, destroying things um, apparently just cause problems. Now the question is, are they trying to find kids that are manifesting the divinity cluster? No, they is just it, stumbled across him. They just stumbled across him. So their stick still makes no sense. All right. It's, it's like, if, if they had actually been hunting for something specific, then it would actually make more sense. Than I know it was. There, there, there's a colony over there. Let's go raid. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you got anything else? I'm going to look back through my notes here. But I'm looking at it. That... The orchard refers to Travis as the chosen one. In this episode? Actually, it comes up in episode 22, but that's what they call him. The chosen one. And which is, well, it helps to explain why Darius is so interested. But, again, not interested enough to help Dante find him. Yeah, up to that point. So, hmm. But you know, different factions have their own ways of going about the work, and I rather like the um, one. Actually, I'm back up. Well, back up and rephrase. Um, having seen both seasons, I noticed that there are they're very different seasons. Um, one is the color palettes are different each one each time. Second season is much brighter. I noticed that immediately. The other one, other difference I noticed was that the second season has more standalone episodes, whereas the with and with something of a story arc involving the orchard. But the first season, and by the end of episode twenty-two, ties together in a more unified package than the second season does. And I, I do find that rather enjoyable. The first to the second. The first season being fairly united. I mean, I, I, it, it's... When we get to the second season, we get to the second season, but I'll, I'll, throw out, I'll throw out the generic thought here. Whenever you see a radical change between season one and season two, you, you either have 
well, typically you have desperation, perceived uh, or otherwise, that this show isn't working, the viewers don't like it enough, uh, we're having some problems with this idea, let's retool it. See Space 1999, Buck Rogers. Let's see, what else have we had that's been retooled drastically like that? The War of the Worlds. worlds. Yeah. Oh, that one was just, that was just a complete insult. And I can, and for those of you who don't know, uh, War of the Worlds the two, was a two-year series. And one of the characters on there was Colonel Paul Ironhorse. He was military. He was supposed to be the, the, the counterpoint to hippie dr harrison blackwood he was supposed to be basically the guy the audience hates right because he's the military and the military are the stupid guys right he's he's supposed to be like the generals in mash right he he represents the dumb and the problem is the guy was likable he was useful and he was sympathetic he was he was a, a real person Right, but when they came along in the season two, and the, and I saw this in an interview or an article with the writers, uh, the second season production, they just said, you know, we just uh, I didn't like the idea of the character, so and we knew the audience wouldn't like him because he was military, and we killed him, and that was the only one that people were complaining about. You know, the audience actually really liked him; he was the favorite character of a lot of people, and they just. Because they didn't, you know, they had this perception in their mind of what was wrong with the show. And so you can just kind of go right down the line. They replace him with a, a also guy who has the same military experience, but he's a rebel that doesn't follow the rules. Uh, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, yes. So I can see color sucks in this show. It's ugly. It is an ugly show. I mean, the directing, the, the color palette, it's terrible. I could totally see somebody saying, let's... Let's amp that up a little bit. See Space 1999, Series 2. Um, although I liked Space 1999, Series 1's cinematography. It was beautiful. It was. But it was a little sterile. Um, beige, but, the know, color you, of the future. Yes. <laughs> uh, beige with white. Uh, yes. But, uh, yeah. So, you know, I can I can see all of those things. And if people didn't take to the, the, the Divinity Cluster arc which like i say to me does not feel like a coherent story at this point i can see how they might go yeah, that's you know that's sort of an experimental thing in television right now and maybe maybe this is not the time to be experimenting so i can i can see that i could see that being one of the things that they do and of course killing percy and dante right off the bat would be the first thing i'd do uh if i were uh, you know doing the show it's like what 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 can we salvage from this the ship yeah, <laughs> uh, it, would, it would not be you know it would not be Percy and Rodolfo either, <laughs> which I happen to know is what they salvaged from the show. But anyway, um, but then again, I wouldn't have killed off Colonel Ironhorse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and to your list, I can also add Dark Angel and Sequest. You know, I never made it through the first season of Sequest. <laughs> I knew they changed it quite a bit. It got, um, it got, it got good by season three, but that was 13 episodes. Yeah. Um, 
it was it was just tediously dull when I tried watching it the first time. I was like, yeah, I don't, need, I don't yeah, this is not not good. Um, but yeah, I knew they had done some retooling. I didn't know how drastic it was. I didn't know if it's you know as drastic as Buck Rogers. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anything else? This is the turning point in the professional relationship of Dante and Luke. And from this point forward, they're allies. Yeah, I should I should have uh, I should have commented a little more kindly on that. Um, I I said it last time. <clears throat> First off, I don't think what Luke has done to Dante because she's not done anything to Dante per se is all that bad. Yes, it's it's. It got a hidden agenda and how she got there is you know a little clandestine but it is not directed or didn't appear to be directed until now we've got this whole Travis thing uh, at at Dante but Dante has been this clod headed moron well, he's not the brightest bulb anyway, but <clears throat> about this the whole time. He's just been, you know, butting heads over it. And what he should have been doing is trying to have a conversation. I don't know that she would have necessarily opened up about everything, but if he'd done it differently, and the fact that they sat down and had a talk at the end of the last episode was the first good thing the two of them have done in terms of interacting so I would hope given that the cat's mostly out of the bag that she could you know she would that conversation would continue and perhaps Dante would figure out that it wasn't as bad and so they could turn a corner and I'm I'm 100% fine with that I am a little bit disappointed in the way they structured this episode in that they are not having that conversation when it starts, but instead they've decided not to have the conversation and they've gone to bed for the night so that Lucretia can have nightmares about it. Uh, actually, I th- was, was, when I was watching the episode again the last couple hours. I um, thought about that, which is this: the beginning of this episode actually dips back into the end of the previous episode before Dante got to her quarters. Well, I mean, uh, I guess that's one way to try to justify it. But I mean, I I don't see anything in the story that that gives us any clue that that's what it is. I that's mean, just... it makes it's the only thing I can come up with that makes sense because the as Darius in in, in, a, in his big orchard ship is still out there at the end of the previous episode, and he leaves in the orchard shuttle. At, in this episode, and I don't think he was sitting around all night. Well, I I, I agree that it does not make chronological sense. <laughs> I'll go along with that. I just kind of feel like they were because we don't ever. I don't think we see Darius's big ship. We no, we, 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 we saw it in the previous episode. We did see it in the previous episode. In this episode, all we see is his shuttle. The shuttle, yes, approaching. So we don't know how far away he came from that shuttle, but um, and the and the, I thought the ship left at the end of the last episode. Um, and, and probably, and I got the impression it didn't go far. Those, I mean, those little shuttles don't. Yeah, I have no um, idea. Yeah, how far they can go, but it was just, it was just, you know, I my take would be we need to kill a little more time, and we can either fill it in with clips, 
which we've already got too many, or you know, maybe we can try to get a little bit of mindset onto her or a little bit of framework on her mindset by showing that, you know, these are her fears. And it does a fairly decent job of doing that, right? We The, the, the character of Lucretia is exposed in her dreams to us. She's not lying in her dreams. No. I mean, it may not be an accurate representation, but her nightmares are her talking to herself, if you will. And so we see that and we go, okay, she really is worried about this. So that that was all right. That that was a bit of all right. Like I say, though, it did it felt awkward in that they were sitting down to have that conversation at the end of the last episode, and it feels like we should have been past that by the time this one picks up. And if they jump back in time, since there's no evidence of that, and in fact, uh, with the narration from uh, Rodolfo, it makes it sound like. In fact, it has been quite a bit of time since this happened because there has to be enough time for Percy to have recorded her message and to send it to Rodolfo and for Rodolfo to take the time to send us a, uh, write a little love letter to the audience and talk to us about it uh, and then go back to it. So actually, you know, I, I don't, I, I think this is actually maybe even days afterwards in, in that sort of weird, <laughs> I, I think it's just, it wasn't, structured so that time makes a lot of sense. That's all. Perhaps. I think they just didn't pay any attention. Yeah. I do want to bring something out. Um, this, okay. this is, uh, uh, this has to do with something that happened online. I know we were having a, a discussion about the, them talking about the time dilation effect. Uh, and, and I'm not putting, trying to put words in your mouth, but you were saying that they don't really have that. But they have it in actually they have it in, they have it in season two in one episode, but and it's not even on the tulip; it's on another ship. Well, they have it in this season too, uh, and they had it in this very episode because we saw it last episode and we saw it this episode in recap from last episode, where Dante says very specifically, depending on where Travis is on the curve. These are the ages he's likely to be. And they have three different aged photos of the boy. So, you know, it's like the milk carton where you put, this is what the kid would look like today. Right. But in in their world, this is what he'd look like today if he lived here along the curve or there along the curve. And I, it, and there were three, there were three variants for that. So clearly there is... There is definitely some, you might be aging at a different rate, depending on what you're doing out here in yes. this and in world, so. And in universe, there are ships that have that issue. And um, the, um, but those are ships dealing with better engines than the, than the Tulip. Well, as he said, it depends on where they live along the curve. I don't think, you don't have to be, I mean, it would be nice if we could figure out how old those three kids were supposed to be, and then we could do a little bit of math, because I like that, but I doubt very much that they did the math to figure out where to put the ages. You get time dilation. You don't have to be traveling at light speed to get time dilation at all. I mean, even a, even a chunk of it, enough for them to be doing solar system travel at the speeds that they seem to be going. We, never, we don't get a number. We don't get like, oh, it's six weeks from Neptune to Titan. Or anything like that. We haven't got anything like that yet. But 
or at least not that seemed reliable. But they obviously can do it in a reasonable length of time. So they're all they're all living at different rates out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the next episode, episode 16, is Supermax. Supermax, yeah, I saw the previous four. It yeah. is a... Um, change of a change of tone a little it's the <laughs> it's the um c- comic relief episode and it okay yeah and so um I mean, after all these episodes of being dreadfully serious maybe a little humor is good well it will depend on whether it is as funny as family values which i believe was the last comic relief episode um right? but family values had a dark more serious tone the humor was a sub plot um this one is mostly funny Uh, and the serious part is 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 secondary Mm. all right well in that case kenneth thank you for joining me my pleasure and listeners i hope you'll join us all again next time on fusion patrol we hope you've enjoyed listening to fusion patrol a listener supported podcast there are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next time on Fusion Patrol, it's the Invisible Man with another double header. This time we'll be looking at the episodes Power Play and To Save Face. Come join the conversation.